Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is April 27th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top story, the Pentagon has now come out and announced, really, to all of us, they're very excited because Tucker Carlson's firing will make manipulating public support for the war so much easier. Just a really heartwarming story there. Next up, we can get into this debate a little bit. The Second Amendment versus mental health laws. That's what's going on right now. And finally, the woke media ignoring inter-ethnic crimes when the races are swapped. I'll explain. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Hey, uh, that if coming out of this meeting, there's some sort of call for a ceasefire. Well, that's just going to be unacceptable because all that's going to do, Mike, is ratify Russia's conquest to date. All that's going to do is give Mr. Putin more time to refit, retrain, reman, uh, and try to, uh, to, to plan for, for renewed off offensives at a time of his choosing. Uh, we hope, and we've said this before, that, Mr. that President Xi will call and talk to President Zelensky because we believe the Chinese need to get the Ukrainian perspective here. Mm -hmm. And a ceasefire now, without a durable solution, would allow President Putin to rest and refit his troops and then restart the war at a time more advantageous to Russia. The world should not be fooled by any tactical move by Russia, uh, supported by China or any other country, to freeze the war on its own terms. Such a move would violate the UN Charter and delay, uh, defy, excuse me, the will of 141 countries who have condemned Russia's war in the United Nations General Assembly. So you'd think this might be something out of, I don't know, a sci-fi movie, something out of, you know, Starship Troopers, something from Heinlein, but no, no, not at all. Well, it turns out that the Pentagon is very, very excited about the firing of Tucker Carlson, the canceling of Tucker Carlson by Fox News. Why? Because this means that they will now be able to manipulate public opinion more for the war in Ukraine, and presumably whatever next war the regime decides to get into. Do you understand that this, the, the canceling of Tucker was by Fox was more important than just Tucker. And, and I don't mean to diminish him, but just understand where I'm going with this. It was more than just Tucker because it was about the voices that he put on his show, the dissidents, the people who had heterodox thoughts, the people that weren't always in lockstep with the mainstream, the contrarians, people who had a different view than what was being put out by the government. He was willing to do that. He did it in the Trump administration. He was certainly doing it in the Biden administration. And yet it seems like when I watch TV now, which is rare, admittedly, but you know, I keep an eye on what, what's going on out there. It's, it's just that everybody is in lockstep with the administration on on Ukraine. They're on lockstep in everything they do in the Middle East. They're on lockstep on every single angle of foreign policy, or with the exception of China. And they'll say, oh, we're not doing enough on China. You got to do more. You got to blow up stuff in China. You got to start a war in China. That's what they call for. And it's, it's a debate between uh, should we blow up a little bit in China or should we blow up a lot of stuff in China? Whereas Tucker would come out and say something like, is it a good idea to go to war with China? And that's where I come from. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea at all. Nobody wants that. Very, very bad, horrible for both of our countries. And so the Pentagon, that's what's even the most dystopian part of this, is that the Pentagon has come out and publicly stated. Now, of course, 
we have these anonymous sources to Politico. All right, so we need to figure out who those people are because that's people in uniform right now. It's probably General Milley. All right, let's just, just come on, say it. General Milley, Kirby, these guys, they're the ones all along who have been telling you that you need to trust them and you need to pay attention because they're about to retake Crimea. They're about to take over Russia. Putin is, is just falling apart. Uh, he's falling down steps. He's got Parkinson's. He's clogging all the toilets. You know, the guy's the guy's barely making it, right? And yet it seems as that that's not ever matched by with the reality of what's on the ground either. And at the same time, it also doesn't look like Russia is about to in any position to take Kiev or take Lviv or any of these cities other than what they're focused on in the east and, and like we said, around Crimea. So it's almost like, I don't know, is everyone lying on this thing? Is there nobody left to tell the truth? And at the end of the day, isn't that what really matters? Because we say, and we've said it so many times, the first casualty in war is the truth. That's what dies first. And so if someone's out there disagreeing loudly with what you're saying, putting out information that disagrees with what you're saying, bringing on people who have actual experience, actual sources that could tell you the truth about what's happening, you got to take them out. You got to get rid of them. You got to silence them. And isn't that what just happened here? And I'm just going to say it loud. How is Fox News going to say that they're against cancel culture when they just canceled Tucker Carlson and gave a massive W to the left, to these crazy left-wingers like AOC, it's all, it's all the acronyms, right? AOC, ADL, SPLC, all the groups that have been calling for Tucker to be canceled for all this time, ACLU, just give them a huge win. So they win, who loses? The truth loses, that's what loses. The fact that people can come out and have a debate on these issues rather than be forced to take the position that is supported by the politicians in power. I reject that. I categorically reject that. If we are going to get involved in a war, and certainly if we're going to get involved in a war with the largest nuclear power in the world, then we absolutely need to be discussing it with crystal clarity and have the ability to come together as a nation and decide what we want to do. We also can't be lied to by the people in charge telling us that everything is horseshoes and rainbows because we know that there's only one type of rainbows in this military and it ain't those. On the heels of the second largest bank failure in the United States history, with the eighth interest rate hike within a 12-month period, 186 more banks are at risk of collapsing. Your bank could be next unless the Fed does what they just did back in March and print $300 billion with a B out of thin air making your dollar worthless. Not to mention the recession risk that could have a significant impact on your investment and retirement accounts. Take my advice. Protect your financial future with something real gold and silver from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. Look, since the beginning of time, there's only one universal currency that is always of value. 
and that is gold. Allegiance Gold is the highest rating in the industry, five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You can invest with confidence because of the quality and service of Allegiance Gold. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithposo.com. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with our money. Protect your future with AllegianceGold.com. Visit protectwithposo.com. Now to the search for answers following America's latest mass shooting. Yeah, yesterday, a 25-year-old man killed five of his colleagues at a Kentucky bank in just a span of nine minutes. Though we don't yet know the motive here, experts say it's an opportunity to talk once again about mental health. Action News reporter Taronda Thomas joining us now in studio with more on this angle. Taronda. Yes, Sarah, as investigators continue to piece together what happened, a lot of people are just trying to make sense of the attack, which witnesses say began in a conference room. It's putting a focus on the workplace and mental health. It saddens me like it probably saddens most people. But Russ Mickley's reaction to the Louisville shooting isn't just from emotion, it's from expertise, since he focuses on mental health in the workplace. Society as a whole, there's just a lot more stress. As chair of the Violence Prevention Steering Committee with Virtua Health, he works to prevent tragedy in the workplace, like Monday's attack at Old National Bank. That someone can be in such distress that they take this this type of action. Mickley says sometimes there are signs that a coworker may become violent. If a person is a sociable, a social kind of person and they become withdrawn and they start to isolate themselves or if they are perpetually consistently withdrawn. But some co-workers of the suspected shooter say he was friendly and they didn't see any red flags. Not uncommon, according to Dr. Lisa Corbin with the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. Psychologists who are really trying to figure out ways to predict but it's really hard. Which is why both experts agree with companies putting more of a focus on employees' mental health. So there's a huge debate going on right now in the country. And I think conservatives are actually kind of missing it. I think conservatives are not understanding what the debate is. And many conservatives are, not all of them, but many are. And that's why they're missing the they're missing the situation. They're missing the conversation. If you don't put yourself in the conversation, if you don't have a seat at the table, then you're not, you're not in the room, not in the deal. So what is what do I mean by this? The debate is between red flag laws and the Second Amendment as it stands right now. And a lot of conservatives will sit there and say, shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed. And they don't even pay attention to what the left is saying. That's why you get people like Governor, governor Lee down in Tennessee. You saw this when Rick Scott was governor of Florida, they have these knee-jerk responses directly to the left to say, all right, we'll pass whatever law you want. We're gonna put the red flag law in that you want. And it has to be said, by the way, that the current administration in Florida is enforcing red flag laws and has thousands of times, okay? So once these laws are on the books, it's very hard to get them off because they become popular. Why are they so popular even in red states? Now we're seeing Tennessee after the Nashville shooting, is it gonna get passed? Is it gonna get signed? The governor says he is. But what's really happening here is we live in a country, United States, where we have free access to firearms at, at 18 years of age or 21 years of age, depending on the state you live in, if you're going for handguns or long rifles, long, long guns, that we also have a situation where we have a country where we don't lock up people with mental health problems in mental institutions. What do we do? We do, and I hate to say it, but there's the story out, out of Louisville where the parents have come out and it's, it's so sad, it's so horrific, 
and they talk about their son. This was that they said their son was this liberal guy. He had a Reddit account and he would go on there and he'd be telling everybody um, how much he hated Donald Trump and what he thought of his politics, et cetera, et cetera. But he also eventually had these mental issues. And the parents knew about the mental issues. They had taken him to a psychiatrist. Uh, they had scheduled the appointment for the Thursday. They had had the appointment the Thursday before the shooting. They saw him on Easter Sunday. They said he seemed fine, even though he had this anxiety attack at work the week before. And uh, and then goes in on Monday and shoots up the place. The issue is because of our mental health system being the way it is. Now, typically people like this or, or uh, heretofore, people like that had never been able to get firearms. Why? Because you were committed. And so our our laws right now are based around commitment, either involuntary commitment or voluntary commitment. Now, uh, if you remember the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Joseph Rosenbaum, the person who was chasing him through that parking lot, a car source in Kenosha, Wisconsin that night, had just been released from a mental health hold. In fact, the bag that he threw at Kyle Rittenhouse that very night, which we discussed when we had Kyle here on the show the other day, was the bag of stuff that he had taken with him from the mental ward in the hospital. And so the problem in America today is, is that we're since our laws are based around commitment, involuntary commitment or voluntary commitment, you call it 5150 in New York, you call it 302 in Pennsylvania and other states, is that we don't do commitment anymore. We just say, we'll schedule an appointment with the psychiatrist, please take your meds, you need to take your meds, and then off you go. And the issue is, is that with those laws being written the way they are, then people who are on these medications, including some people who will go on gender, um, these, these heavy hormone and gender sex change procedure medications, these SSRIs, antidepressants, anxiety medications, they are not tracked by the system in any way. And so this guy wrote a manifesto, we are told, and one of the reasons that he did this in his manifesto that he told everyone was that he wanted to show how easy it was for someone who was on pharmaceuticals to go and shoot up a, a bank. That's completely insane, absolutely insane. But my point is, is that we've got how many millions of people in the United States right now that are taking mind altering substances prescribed by their doctor and then sent out on their way that have firearms at home, they can go and purchase a firearm, et cetera, et cetera. And folks, you can have it one way. You can have it one way or the other, but I'm telling you, I'm begging you to understand that if we live in a country where it's SSRIs on demand just about, and those very same people have access to firearms, SSRIs, barbiturates, et cetera, and those same people are able to access firearms the same way, then you're going to have more problems like this. You just are. And I don't think red flag laws are the answer. And I think that these governors, uh, Florida, Tennessee, whatever other state is pushing this, you need to stop. You absolutely need to stop. But also, we should, what we should be looking at is setting up a situation where the doctors know the doctors know exactly who it is that is taking these medications. And so my question is, should people like that, should people like that, that in the past we would have committed, be a target for this type of legislation? You tell me. Which way is it going to be, folks? Friends, it's hard to trust anyone or anything these days, but our most important institutions are being systemically destroyed. Are you prepared for the worst? True freedom comes with having self-reliance, and that means having a solid supply of emergency food on hand. 
Right now, My Patriot Supply is knocking $200 of their popular three-month emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab this special price before it ends. Your three-month emergency food kit provides over 2,000 calories each day for optimal strength and energy in stressful situations. Best of all, it's delicious. Your entire family will love it. Enjoy a wide variety of breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Listen, you'll be very glad to have this food when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 on each kit your family needs. Be sure to get one kit per person. Don't put off your preparedness any longer. Tomorrow may be too late. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now, MyPatriotSupply.com. Is it possible to extend your lifespan and feel younger at the same time? According to a Harvard scientist and Nobel Prize winning breakthrough, absolutely. How? By lengthening your telomeres. Your telomeres protect your DNA and play a critical role in the aging process, but many of us struggle with shortening telomeres thanks to stress, unhealthy food, obesity, and more. That's why something I recommend is called Youth Switch. Youth Switch is an all-natural doctor-approved and manufactured right here in America. A Youth Switch contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and longer lifespans. It boosts energy and can support regeneration of healthy organ systems. You can try Youth Switch yourself today risk-free and receive a free bottle of Ageless Brain as a bonus, a great product to help you improve focus, memory, and mood. You'll also receive four bonus ebooks to boost every aspect of your health and longevity. Go to youthswitchmd.com slash poso to claim your supply of Youth Switch and all five bonus gifts. That's youthswitchmd.com slash poso to order Youth Switch today. In central Minnesota, investigators say a teenager intentionally ran over and killed an older man. It happened last night at an intersection near St. Cloud Tech. Police say a 16-year-old boy stole a car a few blocks away. He admitted to then driving on a sidewalk and hitting a 70-year-old man intentionally. The man later died at the hospital. Police say they did not know each other and the motive is still unclear. The boy is from Sauk Rapids. He's being held on murder charges at a juvenile detention center in Stearns County. So this story jumped out at me and I saw it making it round, its rounds on Twitter that St. Cloud, Minnesota, you have a case where a 16-year-old black kid, teenager, intentionally ran over and killed a 70-year-old man. This is vehicular homicide, obviously, and uh, it's murder, clearly. It's not, it's not just manslaughter, it's actual murder, because he told, apparently, if this all is true, he told police that he stole the car because he wanted to drive him over. Now, we don't know if that meant he uh, he wanted to kill this person specifically or just kill any person at random, uh, et cetera. Said that he was wearing a ski mask at the time of the incident, which mean, would mean stand to reason that, that, uh, you know, that he did actually want to target someone. Uh, judge had his bail at 1 million with conditions of 2 million or without conditions. And they're saying the hearing's May 8th. Yeah, I don't even understand how this guy's getting bail. But my question here is, didn't we have a story that came to us last week from Kansas City of a black teenager and an older white man? Again, in that case, it was Ralph Yarl and Andrew Lester. Ralph Yarl comes to his house at night, late, thinks it's another house, goes to open the door, Knocking on the door, elder gentleman is scared. Uh, Andrew Lester, he's got his firearm, sees the guy going to open the door, he fires. Ralph Yarrow is hit, goes down, 
but is able to get up and run away. Media was all over that story. Wall-to-wall coverage for a week. And they said, this story shows the truth about racial tensions and the truth about the racial experience in America today. Well, if that were true, then how does a story like this in St. Cloud take place? Where you have pretty much the exact opposite sequence of events. And what's amazing to me is that, that's not amazing, but you notice the media doesn't care about it at all. Not even interested. It's a, we found a local media report on it, on the St. Cloud story. So the question then becomes, is the media actually so concerned with what's happening here, or do they see the use of this to drive an agenda? President of the United States decided to get in on this, and he even invited Ralph Yarl to the White House. Oh, invited Ralph Yarl to the White House, okay. So the question then becomes for us, what's the standard? Are you inviting all the victims of crime, all the victims of inter-ethnic crime? Is it only teenage victims, only underage victims of inter-ethnic crime? Which is it? Which is it, President Biden? Who is getting invited to the White House? Is the Olmsheed family of St. Cloud going to also get an invite to the White House? Or is it a situation where this administration and the media are putting people of one race or victims of one race ahead of others. And if that's true, we must ask the question, why? Why are you doing that? Are you trying to inflame tensions? Are you trying to give a false sense of the statistics or the statistical, uh, the statistical occurrence of this type of violence in America? Because we checked, it's very low, as a matter of fact. And the higher rate of inter-ethnic violence, which is the term that we have to come up for with it because there isn't a term for this. There isn't a term for this at all because it's not discussed whatsoever. It's not even explained by anyone else. The media talks about it and they'll say, it's always white person kills black person. It's the only time they will find one case of it happening and they'll splay it across pages all over the country. You know what, you will know all the names, Eric Garner, George Floyd, Ronna Taylor. But when it's, you know, or police. But when it's the other way around, like Norbert Olmsheed, you don't even hear it. Israel Madimba, we're told, is the suspect here. You've never heard President Biden say those names. They're not going to mention those names on mainstream media. It's going to be one story that happens in St. Cloud. It's about an hour outside of Minneapolis, right where, by the way, the George Floyd case happened. And so the question that we have before us, because this narrative, this narrative out there that all police and all white people are trying to kill black people all the time, and that it's going on every single day, and that we get hit with story after story after story after story, especially when it's on video, especially when there's a viral video. In, in the Andrew Lester or Alf Yarrow case, there is no video that I'm aware of. They said there was a camera and they went to get the camera but the camera or the the hard drive system wasn't working or maybe the service wasn't active, so no video. And yet that story was still given wall-to-wall coverage and we were told he received an invitation to the White House. And so my question is, are you doing that based on racial preferences? 
Do you have racial preferences for this White House? Does this White House care about certain races more than others? And if that follows, then why? Why are you doing that? Why are you playing favorites? Why are you picking favorites? Why are you trying to set the standard? This is the problem in our country. This is the main problem. This is what inflames those very tensions in this country because you've got one group of people and the administration, academia, and the establishment lies to them on a regular basis. And they say all police officers and all white people are trying to kill you or put you down or impress you. As, as Biden once said, they want to put you back in chains. Biden said that himself. I didn't say that. I've ever met, I've, I've honestly, outside of Joe Biden, I've not, I don't think I've ever met a white person who actually talks like that. Okay. Because he doesn't. And I guarantee you when he's in private, he doesn't talk like that. He doesn't care. It's a lie. And it's a grift. They're working you. Okay. You're being worked over. And it's not just that group of people. It's people who buy this kind of stuff too. It's people who go in for it for ratings. People go in for it for sensationalism. People go in for it because, oh, we must do something. Oh, we must do something. Oh, so let's, let's de-police. Let's de-police the cities. Where, what city has the murder rate gone up the most since the death of George Floyd, thanks to de-policing? Oh, that's right. Where have we seen this effect the most? Right, Minneapolis. So if Black Lives Matter, when are Black Lives going to start mattering to the leaders of BLM? Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the POSO Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash POSO. Sign up today. It's called the POSO Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash POSO. Totally free. The POSO Daily Brief.